Hi there, and welcome back to the Meredith Page podcast. Today we're talking to Megan Lewis of the Resolution Network, but she's also going to be talking about her experience with our local business chambers and how they're still relevant to today's businesses. We're going to cover how being connected with your local business chamber is super relevant and super helpful for even the micro businesses and freelance businesses coming out how business connections can provide the mentorship you need to grow when you're running your own show, and why it's best to leverage these connections by coming from a place of giving rather than taking. That and so much more. Ready? Let's dive in. Running a small business while raising small humans in a small town is tough, but it's the kind of tough we chose. Why? Because it allows us to reach bigger financial goals whilst also having the freedom to prioritise things on our terms. So how do we make sure it stays that way? How do we make sure that the businesses we build continue to set us free rather than becoming something we're enslaved by? Well, that's exactly what I'm using this podcast to find out. I'm Meredith Page. As well as being a wife and a mum, I'm a marketing strategist from regional Australia. I'm connecting with the small town entrepreneurs from right across the country. I want to know how they make it work, raising a family and running ethical businesses whilst maintaining mental well-being and healthy boundaries. And every now and then, I'll throw in something I've figured out too. This is the Meredith Page Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me take up some of your valuable time, Megan. I really appreciate it. For the benefit of people listening, can you explain who you are and more specifically how you actually came to be involved in the local business chamber? Because my experience of our local chamber has been fantastic. And I feel like it's such an amazing resource um, that so many emerging business owners and micro businesses might not even know about coming in, coming fresh into the business landscape. So could you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how the chamber ended up sort of becoming part of your becoming part of your world, I guess. Yeah, sure. Love to. Um, so um, I'm the director and co-founder of the Resolution Network. We're a private practice mediation, coaching and training, I guess, consultancy based on the Mid-North Coast. Um, we moved here, I've always holidayed on the Mid-North Coast since a, a wee tacker, but we moved here in 2006 and I didn't want to keep doing the slip up and down to Sydney. And so I'd recently retrained as a mediator and I looked around and went, oh, there's no other mediation practices here. So I'll set up a mediation practice because I come from a marketing background. Um, and that's that's where it, it came from. So I'd had my own marketing consultancy in Sydney, um, but moving here, as I said, I'd, I'd retrained and I wanted to, to do the mediation and, and conflict resolution um, services instead. And, but I'd also, when I'd sold my consultancy, I'd done those, I think, as when you've worked in-house in marketing it's and you've got a whole range of clients that you've worked for for an agency and then you go out and you set up your own, then you've already got that network. Whereas I was moving to a new area, I was starting a fresh new business in a whole new way that I'd never done before. And so it was a bit nerve-wracking, actually. <laughs> I was mm. excited but nervous. And a lot of firsts at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was just instinctive for me. I was just, I actually joined, I joined the Tari Business Chamber, I joined the Wingham Business Chamber, and I joined the Foster Tuncurry Business Chamber. And I think I even changed, um, I joined the Port Macquarie Business Chamber, and I joined Business New South Wales. So my thinking of that was, I need to get to be with other business people. 
and it's the fastest way to find out the old who's who in the zoo and just feel I, I did it to feel confident really as a business owner I did it to meet other business people and I did it to get ideas about how to grow and develop my business and for me other than you know I didn't know where to hang out I didn't know where the other business people hung out so that was where I went to um I've, yeah that's that's a, that's a long answer to a shorter question no no it's it's great because um so I deal with a lot of business owners who I think it's like it started out as like just them trying to be like financially independent or kind of seeing that they weren't quite happy the way things were done in their space and so they wanted to do things differently and strike out on their own and so it's been like this un like uneven snowball effect and then they've reached a certain point where it's like they've exhausted all their own ideas and they don't quite know where to go and who like where to go next and who to turn to next and I think um I know that's certainly something I missed um in the first like as I got started um working for myself completely independently I really did miss that aspect of being mentored by like people that were older than me people that were higher up in the in the in the business or in the industry like yes it's great when you go out and be your own boss although there is a lot of trade-offs yeah. um but yeah one of the biggest trade-offs is is like who do I who do I compare notes with like I want to am I charging enough am I am I should I am I charging too much am I pricing myself out of my market like you have all these industry specific ideas and you just have no one to to bounce them off and yeah. it's almost like sort of for me going to the business chamber was just it was a like almost like paying to subscribe to a contact list of all these amazing smart people and just like and um the generosity with which they'll give you feedback and adv advice and support is incredible do you um seeing as you, I now know you're involved in every chain within a stone throw <laughs> um do you feel that's a common element of business chambers in general is that region specific yeah. do you feel like that's a common point yeah look I think I mean since joining the chambers and now over the last four years and I've been uh involved in the committee of the Fossa Tunkari Business Chamber and was president and currently vice president and I'm a director in the regional chamber um and I've been quite involved with business New South Wales in different capacities I think the thing is that chambers are different all across uh, you know, the world or in Australia or New South Wales, even within our LGA, that the chambers are different. So look at the chamber that you're closest to or that you can get to and have a look and see what they have to offer. So what mm. sort of information do they make available? What sort of events do they host? Um, you know, what sort of things do they focus on? So some of our chambers, so for example, um, some of the ones that are both business and community are going to have a different sort of offering than what they do that's just a business chamber. So remembering that all the chambers tend to be totally volunteer run. So huge shout out to all chambers anywhere, because I think they do make such a big contribution. But the ones that are the business and community, they might look like they don't do as much business because they've also got the community members that are their stakeholders. Whereas from a foster perspective, we're just business. So most of the stuff we do is orientated towards the business community. Um, so have a look at the chamber that you're closest to, that you can participate in, and have a look and see what they offer. Um, both in terms of the events they offer and the information and the support they offer. The other part then is being mindful of, um, I know that, say, for example, when I joined, I think Wingham Chamber, they actually had an arrangement with the local paper that new members actually got um, a little story about them in the local paper. 
Oh. It's like spin-off advertising opportunities. It, it was, and I've got yeah. to say, as a new business, I was so chuffed. So there I was in a local paper. Like, you know, for me, that was just a huge point of validation. Mm. Um, so having looked, yeah, done that, what they offer, but then also be ready to participate. So from mm. my side, I've offered to speak because of the nature of the work I do, you know, how to have difficult conversations. Everybody goes, yeah, thanks. I'll have some of that. I don't like doing those. So, but you know, that that's an opportunity. Like it, Sometimes people complain when they join the chamber because they go, oh, I didn't get any leads from it. I didn't meet any mm. new people from it. Well, it's always, it's a participation sport. So yeah, you only chamber, get out what you put in, you know. Like. Absolutely. The chambers are there as a framework. Um, mm. They're going to have the best contacts with what's happening at local council or politicians or the business networks. So they, they are really the best place to go from a business perspective to know who's who in the zoo. But you mm. have to be ready to participate. You have to be courageous enough to go up to somebody and say hey this is me and I'm just started um you have to you could there's the opportunity there often they'll look for sponsorship of events or you know if they do an awards thing so there's opportunity to build your profile through through um uh you know those avenues but they also might know of government funded services if you're a person that's new in business there's a lot of government funded support mm. around to help people write business plans and develop their business and they all typically the business chamber is where the state government will come to not so much the federal but certainly local government state government will come to to try and actually make sure that the programs they're funding will actually get out directly to the business community um so mm. Be prepared when you go to a, a chamber meeting to, you know, be courageous, go and talk to people, take a buddy with you if you want to. Um, mm -hmm. Don't get into the habit of talking to the same people each time. Make sure you get up and get around and, and mingle with each other. Look for opportunities that you can promote your business in, be it sponsorship or offering to do a talk. Um, and um, yeah, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, mm. there's, there's one thing though, I think that, that you said about the industry part, and I've always been really grateful um, for the conflict resolution, dispute resolution industry, because as a new mediator who was setting up a private practice, um, I reached out to people who have been, had been doing the business for a lot longer and said, hey, I'm new. Um, I either heard you speak at a, you know, at a, one of our annual conferences, or I did a webinar and I'm just wondering if I could have half an hour of your time um, to, I've got a few questions that I want to quiz you about. So I've always found people very generous um, mm. in the professions, particularly if it's, you know, if you're passionate about your job there's and what you do, there's going to be other people that are passionate about it, that are doing it. And we like to share with people that are passionate, you know. So Yeah. And I think we all sort of, as your business grows, you start identifying what your niche is and who you're best suited to serve. And if you have like a network of complementary service providers where, and that's like the really, I think the really beautiful thing about business networking is you do get to a point where it's like, you know what, I'm going down this avenue. This kind of feels like it's right for me. Um, and you might have a client that's like, look, that's not really aligned with what I do anymore, but I have this great person. I see them every month at the chamber meetings. I think she'd be fantastic for you. Let me get you her details. And I think that's what you open yourself up to when you get to these business networking kind of things is that, yeah, you can start developing these really good business, really good complementary business friendships where yeah. you start handing off work that's kind of outside your zone of genius, knowing that it'll come back probably in the form of a referral from them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really important thing that people, when they start at a chamber, I have seen people that have started, you know, join the chamber and they're all enthusiastic and they're running around to everybody giving out their, their flyers business or cards. Their business cards. <laughs> and it's just like, oh man, that's not the right way to build a relationship. Like, no. you know, be more interested in other people first. 
Um, mm-hmm. obviously it's almost ready- like when you see someone jump into a Facebook group and all they do is shamelessly post their own business in there. And like, yeah. I've got to admit, I've I've done that in the past too. And it's like, it's falling on deaf ears because it's not how you start a conversation. Yeah, exactly. So be be curious about other people. Ask them questions like, how long have you been doing business here? Mm. You know, how have you seen your business change in the last five years? Where do you see the local area going? Or if, if someone, if you're locally based but providing your business online, then, you know, finding other people that do that and saying, what are you finding that's working for you locally? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's an important part of getting the most out of a chamber as well. And I'd also encourage people to look for opportunities, you know, having been a committee member for four years and being president, like it's always great when people come up to you and say, we really appreciate what you do in the chamber or, hey, could I help out with something? I don't have a lot of time. I can't be on the committee, but hey, I could give, you know, a couple of hours a month. Is there something I can do? And again, it's like you said about having that, what did you call it? A genius genius net, network. Genius, of, your genius zone kind of so, thing. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is if you give, you know, you will tend to get back. Hmm. And so if you're, if you're looking to be a part of your local business community, then looking for opportunities to do things to support other people um, is, is a way of actually, you know, putting some money in the money jar and getting that return and not doing it for that, like doing it because you want to do it, but also knowing, Hey, you know, it'll come back. Yeah, there's a lot of karma, I think, in the business community, if you could call it that. Like it's um yeah. and like these things, like if you go into it, even if you do go into it as a way to get clients, if you go into it, I think, with the intention of I'm going to showcase what it is like I can do for a really good cause. Like, so if it's like, okay, I'm really good at, <clears throat> you know, um, I'm a graphic designer, so I'm really good at flyers. Um, and I would love to be able to show people what I do. Why don't I donate my services to the local chamber? It's going to get in front of my whole bunch of my ideal clients, but I'm also um, mitigating a cost for a really sort of good community organisation that's doing a lot of good for me. And then everybody wins. Like yeah. you kind of, be, you know, your name gets thrown around. It's like, oh, these will come up great. Who did these, yeah. you know? But, yeah. you know, you've donated that time to a really good organisation and you've put your eyeball, put um, eyeballs on your work in, like, in a really good way. Yeah, I think that's a, a, a really great point. Um, because, and I know that the chambers, typically people are super appreciative of that type of offer. And so you are going to get talked about, you know, 10 mm-hmm. times more than just doing a flyer potentially for a client um, because the, 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 the chamber would be really appreciative of that type of support. And I think, um, I think especially in regional and rural areas, so much business is done on the back of referrals. Like yeah. we, we trust who, like we trust who we trust, if that makes sense. So yeah. like, it, that whole like anything from like hairdressers to plumbers to anything it's like who do you use how do you have like I feel like the the lean over the fence is the the you know bigger than google search up here you know yeah. it's like I want to work with someone who or someone I trust trusts and so you never quite know the what conversations are also happening when you're not there as well like and the amount of really interesting like movers and shakers in this area who like unless you really sunk your teeth into the business community you wouldn't know they existed because they're not showy that's they're right. kind of behind the scenes people yeah. they make a lot of things happen but they're not the face of a lot of things that happen yeah I think that's 100 percent right yeah but the thing is that i always think that with the business chamber you will know someone who knows who knows that person who'll be able if you said to someone mm. i'm looking i'm wondering if there's somebody around that's doing something really innovative in terms of distribution or doing some really interesting stuff 
with different importers or whatever it is, someone say, oh, yeah, I reckon blah, blah would, you know, be able to help with that. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, I think that's You've right. definitely got to be prepared to have the conversations. I think especially yep. in regional areas, you've got to be prepared to do things the long way. Like yep. you can't just put it out there into the ether and make it rain. People don't work like that, especially no. in country areas. It's like you've got to be willing to do the hard yards and put in the work and prove yourself because i've noticed this very clear distinction with my clients that are metro versus regional yeah metro clients you can probably you can get them quite quick but you can lose them quite quick as well like they will they will they will jump on the the next typically i don't want to be sort of like over generalizing but yeah. i find with what i do a lot of metropolitan clients will be very attracted by like price beats and yeah. the cheaper the cheaper price point like they're very easily distracted by different offers and specials and things like that and so they're a lot more transient. Yes. I find it's a lot harder to, I have to work a lot harder to <clears throat> secure a regional client. Once I have them, I, I have them for life. And I don't yeah. take that for granted. But the loyalty that I feel from my regional clients is profound. Like, yeah. um, And so I, I think, yeah, if you're willing to put in the hard yards to integrate yourself in these networks, it will pay dividends if you go in with the right intention and just give it time. Yeah, absolutely. There is one thing that I think with the chambers that you that I that that is also important to remember is though that they do tend to attract a cert, certain industries or mm. certain certain types of people in terms of where they're at in their business journey. I find mm. this, this mm -hmm. has been my experience. So I think that that in terms of the people that regularly turn up, it is often difficult for a chamber um, to get those trade or construction mm. side of of our local economy. Um, typically you'll get a lot of professional services, hospitality, um, retail, um, tourism, um, not as much health as, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, personally I'd like to see in our chambers, um, aged care, you know, some of the, if you look at some of the big sectors for us locally, you don't necessarily have those represented in our mm. chambers. And I think that that's a, a, there's a number of reasons for that is to potentially the time in which events are held yeah. that aren't always conducive. Um, uh, but also I think there's, they, they don't see the networking need in the same way that um, more maybe consultants or professionals or mm. so solo businesses or work from home people might have, um, which is not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just, just be mindful that, when you walk into a business chamber meeting, you're not necessarily going to have the exposure of members from the whole of your local economy. And so being mindful of, you know, who, who am I trying to build relationships with? Mm. Um, and it might be that whilst though they might not be in the room, but you might know people who know them outside of the room. Well, so, that actually brings me to an interesting question I was going to put to you then. So you moved to a regional area with a brand new skill set, brand new business, and no local low local in-person mentorship to kind of guide you through. So how did you complement in-person networking with something that was also going to help you develop within your field? Yeah, look, um, I did, uh, and I think mediators are prone to this. Um, we we do a lot of training. Mm -hmm. people, people seem almost obsessed with doing more like you, you do your initial training and you become qualified but you just keep doing more webinars and more courses and that sort of stuff so probably the first two years I was um you know a quarter of the time I was doing ongoing professional development 
uh, in myself. As I said, I was, I was doing my own professional development. I was reaching out to other people, um, other mediators who already had established practices and asking them you know, to share with me their experiences, which they're always very generous with. And then coming from a marketing background, I just marketed as hard as I could. So I, I had, you know, apart from joining Chambers, I was, and talking at Chambers, I had radio ads, I had TV ads, I had print ads, you know, I ran some free events. So I just, I went as hard as I could to try and get uh, as established uh, as I could to the point where some people are like, my gosh, I see you everywhere. And it's like, yep, that's the intention. Because, <laughs> Good, money well spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because most people can't even, you know, know what mediation is let alone know whether it's relevant to them or how it how it helps them so there's been a lot of education mm. that I've had to do as well as building those networks but it is really tricky when you're in a space where you're also educating the the person about this is in fact like we were saying before we started recording this is in fact a problem you're experiencing this isn't just life this is a problem that can be fixed mm. and here is why I'm the best person suited to fixing that problem like you almost have two jobs to do you're educating and making them solution like problem aware and then you've also got to make them solution aware as well rather than yes. just like we all know the inherent value of a tv this is my tv do you like the features it. that come with my yeah. tv like <laughs> exactly <laughs> But I imagine that if you'd gone, because this is something I noticed it's still in, in the marketing game as well. It's very easy to go, especially nowadays with how Zoom and every man and his dog's got an online course. Mm. I think it's very easy to go down that rabbit hole and feel like you're operating in a bit of a silo. And I really, and I think COVID made this really clear to me too. I really craved that in-person experience again. So and I think I came back to the business chamber with like this renewed appreciation for what it did because just the idea of that, that meeting of the minds in the room, you can't, I don't feel like you still can't quite replicate that on Zoom or in face business Facebook groups and things like As much as those things I think have their place, there is something special about meeting with people in your area, facing similar challenges, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And we certainly saw that with the chamber. We, we endeavoured. I think we we can we did an event every month, even if we couldn't do it in person, we still did a Zoom one, and we made a commitment to doing that as a committee because we wanted to get even if we only had ten people on the Zoom, we wanted to give people that opportunity of staying connected. Mm. Um, and I even know in our first our first in person one back after having been in lockdown, I actually had a bit of a cry. I was, you know, overcome by emotion and just, just, it was just lovely to be back in the room with, you know, 50, 60 other people mm -hmm. um, all separated apart and all that rest. So yeah, I think, I think that connection, particularly if you're, um, uh, you know, you've got your own business and you, you know, you're working for yourself at home on your own, or you've got, you know, a side hustle. Um, it, it's, it, it can be quite isolated. It's, it's often very fun at the beginning. And, mm, yeah, and, it's, and it's, it's got like your own the, drive. It's like the honeymoon periods over, Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Mm. And that's, I mean, I've, I definitely reached out to some people that I met even at the local chamber just to say, hey, can can I buy? I'm, I, and I was, my little tip was, my line was always, I really think, say, for example, I'm trying to build a relationship with accountants. Um, I'd say, look, you know, when I was doing family law mediations, I would say, look, often when people separate, they need to get some advice about, how they're doing their finances so I'd really love to if you were up for a cup of coffee I'd love to buy you a shade of coffee buy you a cup of coffee because I would like to better understand your business so mm. that I could um if I if my clients need you I can then refer them to you 
And so, oh, like a referral and a free coffee. Like I'd be there in a hot minute. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. But you know, I wouldn't have met. It's better than you know. I can go through the yellow pages or whatever we use now to try and find you know accountant near me on Google, right? Mm. And then cold call the person and say, "Hi, I've I've just set up my own private practice, and you know, I think I might be able to refer clients to you. You know, can I come mm-hmm. and meet you? Um, you know." There's nothing, it's, it's hard. It's much easier yeah. to say no to a phone call or an email. Whereas if they've actually seen me at a chamber meetings a couple of times, mm-hmm. I've asked them a few questions and then we move to the point where I'm like, hey, you know what? I think my clients could actually benefit from you. And so you have that opportunity of, mm. of building that referral network as well. So it doesn't happen really quickly. As I said, not not that type of thing. It's a relationship mm. building one. Um, but yeah, it also gets you out of being there on your own and helps to top up your little tank as well i think you'd be surprised at how quickly that effort pays dividends even in so far as like i took my niece out for her birthday the other day we had like a girl's day we got our nails done we had lunch clothes shopping the whole shebang but when i dropped her home she turns around me she's like do you literally know everyone around here (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like was I that bad? And she's, <laughs> yeah. like, my, she's like, my dad doesn't talk to anyone when he goes to the shops. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, your dad isn't trying to grow business, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's absolutely right as well. Which is which is a lot. I think it's a lovely thing because if you look at yeah. it like where else, where else do you you know if you're looking at where do you where do you make your connections? You're going to make them on the sporting fields if you know you're a person of faith in in your your churches or those gatherings. If you're you know an arty person, you're going to move the, the art gallery. You're going to but so but if you're in business, the natural place to meet people is at your business chamber. Mm. You know? So for me, I mean, there are other business groups. I did, I was a part of BNI, which is a business networking international for the first couple of years. It's a very different business model. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's fees associated with it. They have a different, it's very much uh, focused on building referrals and generating business mm. for each other. Um, but, and for me, whilst I didn't make a lot of business out of that, I made some fantastic business relationships mm. um, that I still really value. Um, so yeah, I think there it's, but if you, if you're in business and you're trying to grow your business, then you got to hang out with other business people. Yeah. Um, now, if you're not in a regional setting, like, you know, I am, then, you know, whether that's in person or whether it's online in whatever forums or groups you can do online, but it's, it's just, we can't go it alone as business no. people. Even if you've got a business coach, I think it's always still good to have people who are actually doing it out on the street either the same business as you or in the same town as you to get an idea of of um, how things are going yeah I think it's really important to like find your tribe and I know that's such a buzzword but I think it's really important that you find that you find that group of people that's experiencing almost multiple things like it's I think having and I've because I've got a business coach who has like a group um a group program attached to the program I'm in and it's fantastic because not only are we all um, we're all women. Um, we're all, most of us are mums with like growing families. Um, we're all regionally based. And I think most of us are service providers. So there's a lot of points of commonality there um, <clears throat> where we really get what each other struggles with and we can give each other some really tailored like anecdotal advice and support and just that whole kind of like, yeah, yeah, we totally get that. How much does that suck kind of moments. Um, so sometimes just having that validation because I think I think when you go into business for yourself as well, everyone in your immediate space suddenly thinks you're on some mystical cakewalk. Um, Mm. And it's like, oh, but you work for yourself, don't you? Like, isn't life 
a, a breeze and it's like, oh, yeah, if only you knew. But, like, there's, like, this thing where it's like I didn't go into business for myself because it was the easier option. I went into business for myself because it was more aligned with what I feel like I was put here to do. Yeah. Um. But then at the same time, too, it was an active choice we made. We could have stayed in employment land and taken a wage and the rest is history. So I think sometimes when it's a choice we actively make, we almost feel like we're not allowed to complain about it or reach out and ask for support or go, does it always have to be this hard? Like, I think we sort of feel like, oh, no, this is this is the bet I made. I better go lie in it. Like, And yeah. so I think having that community around you creates that space for you to go, like, you know, oh, my God, I've had to, I've got to hire more staff. I can't, you know, all the staff seem to keep walking out on me. They're, or, oh, my God, like, if I have another supplier fall through on me, I think I'm going to cry. Like, these are all things that I didn't sign up for this. It comes with the territory. It'd just be nice to better talk to someone who's like, oh, my God, yes, me too. Like. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And also, you never know when you're actually sharing that potential situation that you're in. The other person might say, oh, no worries. I can help you out mm. with that. You know, yep. that's, that's, there's, there's no weakness in saying this is something I'm struggling with because there's a good chance that person, number one, they'll either make you feel better because they go, yeah, I've been struggling with that was too. Or they might be able to say, hey, actually, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a solution that might work for you with that. Mm, power of networking. You don't have to, you don't yeah. have to go it alone. And I think um, you don't have to, you don't have to feel like you've got it all figured out at once either. I think that's the other really good thing about these groups, whether it's online or in person, you, you they can grow with you. Um, and then suddenly you might find yourself one day the one that's mentoring the newbies as they come yeah. in the door. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time, Megan. I, I could talk for another two hours about what these you do professionally, <laughs> so we may have to schedule another one where I'd love to do a, a deep, bit of a deeper dive into your conflict resolution work. Um, thank you for so much for sharing your insights about just the power of these connections online or offline when you're establishing your business, particularly if you're just starting out. Yeah, my pleasure. feel like it's a, a really important part of starting a business and I certainly um, know that from my personal journey and professional journey, it made a, a huge difference. So I really encourage people to at least have a go. Don't just go once. If you're going to go, give it a good three or four goes um, before you, you make any decisions. Now, if you need someone to support you with conflict resolution, again, I'm almost promising here that we're going to do another podcast on that. But if someone would like to reach out to you, Megan, where can they find you? Give us all the places and all the links and all the sure. things. Sure. The best place to go to is our website. So www.resolutionnetwork.com.au and you'll find our email and our contact uh, uh, email and phone number on there. Or you can check us out on LinkedIn as well. Perfect. Thank ways. you so much. Absolute pleasure. Always love hanging out with you, Meredith. Oh, we 